everyone. Welcome to Armchair Quarterbacks. I'm Jonathan Scott. And I'm Tara Mahoney. And we're here, just the two of us. We don't have a guest this time. Uh, we want to talk through what the Premier announced uh, last week related to electricity rates and lowering them. We then kind of want to uh, summarize the reaction from the opposition, from the press, and then we're going to talk about what comes next. You know, we're 15 and a bit months until the 2018 election. Clearly, this was a huge irritant for the government in terms of their popularity. And, uh, you know, what happens next? So, Tara? Can we just talk about how 2018 is not, is like swiftly approaching like a, like a train? Part of me is still being like, didn't Obama just get elected the president? It's surreal <laughs> yeah. to me that it's a decade later and there's a madman in the White House. Yeah, exactly. So. so let's talk about this announcement. Like, where did it come from? And Yeah, so if you scroll back in your feed, there's going to be one of our earliest shows was on electricity rates. We had Vince Gasparro from the Green Tomorrow Fund and Brian Platt from the Ottawa Citizen talking. And we really tried to kind of put things back into context, right? Like, over a decade ago... Uh, in the early 2000s, we had brownouts, we had blackouts, we had 50-odd smog days a year because the grid was creakety, it was old, it had been underinvested in for a generation or more, so 30 years' worth of government, let's, let's say. And it was running off of coal, which was dirty, polluting the air, exacerbating asthma, things like that. So whichever government was in power 10, 15 years ago was going to have to make some tough decisions about electricity. Uh, the Ontario Liberal government did. They got us off coal. Um, I, I think it's fair to say that we have a, we now have a reliable and fairly clean grid with you know a component of renewable energy, some nuclear, some uh, gas-fired plants for peak times. We actually make more energy than we need, but we will sell it essentially at a discount to make some profit back to our neighbors in the states. Um, we also talked a lot about, sorry, this is a big, long summary, but just for context, we talked a lot about how we don't have the highest electricity rates in North America. We're pretty middle of the pack. But all of that is not to dismiss the fact that electricity rates at least doubled, maybe 70% increases over the past number of years. And this wasn't because of green energy, although that had played some role. It wasn't because of high executive salaries, though. Those are stupid and should be fixed. It was mostly because we poured billions of dollars into things like transmission lines and power plants and all of the grid investment that we needed to do. Um, and basically, I'd say in the past two years, the Premier has been just getting hammered by people who are opening their bills every month, cringing and being like, what the hell is causing my bills to double or whatever the case may be? So... What did she announce? Well, that's enough for me. Um, so, uh, Premier Wynn announced a 25% cut to your hydro bill. That's including the 8% um, cut she announced at the beginning of the year, which I believe was to, Jonathan, remind me. Yeah, I mean, it was the HST, right? She right. cut the provincial portion. So. I mean, I've been saying to anyone who will listen, not only uh, the Ontario Liberals are saying, you know, this is the biggest decrease in hydro rates in history. It's also actually kind of the biggest tax cut 
in 20 years or so almost. So uh, that's kind of hard to argue with if you're a conservative. Yeah, uh, I guess that's right. And hard to argue. I mean, it's as soon as it is implemented, people will see immediate, uh, you know, relief, um, which is great and means that, you know, the government was listening to its people. Uh, Like, obviously, people were really hurting about this. And... Uh, you know, Kathleen Wynne heard them. Yeah, and I mean, she's been pretty um, almost like stoic about the fact that uh, I'm sorry it took me so long to come up with a solution. I should have done something sooner. And she said she takes responsibility for that mistake, which, you know, people who are very angry, that kind of apology has fallen flat, I suppose. I suppose there's a few other people who are like, okay, at least she owned up to it and did something. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there there were also a few other measures that have kind of been buried um, by, like, those two big-ticket items in terms of the rate reduction and a tax cut, and those are um, doubling, in some cases, some social assistant-type programs for those living in poverty or low incomes or fixed incomes, and then there's some more stuff for small business around conservation as well that will help. But it really is that that reduction – which is being done through the government basically keeps saying it's like refinancing your mortgage. So you pay less every month on your mortgage payment, but you pay it over a longer period of time. So it costs more in the end, but it saves you now. And just to get into the nitty gritty of that, um, which I am the first person to admit is like extremely boring, but um, (laughs) it, it, I think it helps like if, if you know, like what, uh, where it, like uh, what the cut is to and where it was going before, um, if, especially if you're angry about it, it might help you understand, um, or uh, it might help. It will help you understand better what you're talking about, um, even if you are still angry and you don't like Kathleen Wynne. Um, so essentially, they're refinancing the global adjustment charge, which is a charge that you see on your hydro bill um, for ba- for basically all those like 20 year contracts, uh, essentially that we were locked up in. It's kind of like a vague. It's a kind of like a vague. Uh, uh, Blanket that uh, that kind of hangs over this um, all all of the money that it costs to build this new infrastructure, and so everybody has like a global adjustment charge on their uh, on their bill, and so um, like Jonathan said, it's just like refinancing um, your house uh, just to pay less upfront, um, which should give, uh, relief, relief to people. Um, and then there's a smaller measure, which I think you may have touched on Jonathan, but it's, um, it gives like a, it, it's, it, it helps people in lower income households who are struggling with hydro rates. Um, instead of uh, that going to the electricity rate payers, it, it, it gives a like sixty five up to sixty five dollars a month to low income earners. Um, it was originally being like put on the uh, other electricity rate payers bills, and now it's going to the broader tax base, which I believe means like, um, you know, like through income tax or something like that. Can you correct? Can you? No, yeah, I think that's exactly right. Uh, the premier had a an op-ed in the Toronto Star today, where she said 
you know, um, that's essentially a social program. It's uh, government assistance in a sense for those on fixed or low incomes. Mm, it's called the Ele- uh, Ontario Electricity Support Program. Right. And I think I think she also mentioned that they're looking at ways to say you're on disability or um, some other form of welfare. Maybe you'd automatically be eligible rather than I think you have to apply right now. And I believe they're doubling that amount. So that's like meant to be targeted assistance for the lowest income. Um, and she basically said, you know, it's a social program. Why should the electricity rate payer, as you said, Tara, be paying mm-hmm. that rather than the taxpayer? I mean, they're kind of they are ultimately the same person, but should you be paying it on your bill or should you be paying it out of the taxes you already pay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the other thing is, um, I think we've kind of set out what Wynn announced and can now kind of move into the reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the immediate thing was, well, not, neither the NDP who had actually called for this earlier or the nor the Conservatives wanted to come out and say, we oppose cutting the HST because that would be off-brand for the Tories and just, you know, kind of it wouldn't look good politically to oppose a tax cut. Uh, so, like, all the criticism is focused on um, this notion that what all Kathleen did was spread the payments out longer and pile on more debt, um, which is true in a very narrow sense. I mean, the, the infrastructure that had to be built over the past decade was financed originally. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't write checks per se to these companies. We inked contracts and the government has its you know complicated formula of deficit spending and you know borrowing against other assets and things like that. So it's it's more interest payments, but it's to avoid the upfront pain that people were experiencing now. And the thing that's been lost to me is this in the conservative reaction of being like, holy shit, you're putting on so much more debt. How dare you? And all you're doing is deferring costs. We'll have to pay more over the long time. Like to me, there's just this element of, um, that's true. That's obvious. But is it so bad when everyone the day before Kathleen announced this cut was like, the number one priority is to lower electricity bills. Mm-hmm. And this seems she's to done be that. not only an immediate way to do it, like you said, Tara, it's also what couples and families do for their mortgages and their homes mm-hmm. fairly routinely. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they're, yeah. So, you know, also like, my problem- at a certain point, I guess my question is, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was just going to say at a certain point, my question is, they're not wrong to say it's going to be more interest payments over a period of time, but is that not a fair uh, trade-off to pay less now if paying so much now was clearly such a huge problem? Well, I mean, I guess their comeback to that would be like, we just want to pay less generally. Um, but like, that's obviously not an option. Um, and yeah, it's, it's I, unfortunate. I, I uh, but I also, I'm also like, I'd also my the problem with that um, the PC reaction is like uh, you didn't have a suggestion about how to do it better, which is very careful of them, right? Like, um, I mean, um, the Patrick Brown has been very careful about like saying he was like you know people asked him about what he would do, um, 
how he'd like to see people save on their hydro bills. And he said, I'm not going to get into hypothetical numbers. <laughs> it's like, well, that's kind of important. Yeah. I mean, that's been really weird to me. Right. Like, um, I tweeted something to the extent of like, uh, you know, Wynn has to do something to reduce electricity. Wynn announces she's reducing electricity by 25%. Whoa, not that way. Well, then what's your plan, buddy? And then it's just crickets. <laughs> um, yeah, I was pretty proud of that tweet. Yeah, but, um, great tweet. Well, uh, <laughs> have you seen that clip on YouTube where the cops like, good tweet, good tweet? I don't know what film it's from, but it. No. Uh, a friend has sent it around to me once before. Um, 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 well, I, I also wrote this column where, um, to your point, Tara, of like, where the hell is Patrick Brown on this? Like, he, he, he's he been fairly inconsistent on things like sex ed or climate change. Uh, he was in favor of cap and trade before. He was against it before. He was in favor of a carbon tax instead. And, yes, Patrick Brown, the conservative leader, is right now the only candidate who's openly campaigning on raising your taxes, by the way. But uh, so I wrote this column in Looney Politics um, where I basically said, how did they not see this coming? The premier has been saying she's going to do something about this since November. And uh, I, it was even clear they were trying to get like close to a 25% off reduction. And there was this clip that a, a, an Ontario liberal staffer tweeted where this conservative MPP, um, I think Todd Smith, who's their energy critic, is like basically, you know, doing his usual routine about how bad the liberals are and we don't like their plan. And Alan Carter from Global TV just makes the guy like almost lose his lunch. He's he's so stumbling in response. And Carter's question is, okay, so what's your plan? Yeah. And, and the guy, and there's two clips of the guy having this, and it's like he had a, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was such a train wreck. And then Brown, everyone's been making fun of him on CFRB for the only substantive thing he managed to say was, well, isn't hydroelectric power green energy to begin with because it's water? Like, it's oh, just weird that they didn't, funny. yeah. It, it, it's just like, it's so weird to me that they didn't see this coming. Um, it's like they expected the premier to take this on the chin for another 15 months and yeah. just concede the election. Like, of course she was going to do something. She said she was going to do something. She said it would be before the budget. We're probably a month away from the budget. She announces it and they're left with, uh, well, uh, we don't have a plan, but we might have one by November when we have a policy conference. So mm -hmm. people are now maybe suggesting they'll come up with something else, but what what else is there? Kathleen's cut taxes. She's spread out the financing repayments so that you can lower rates. She's rejigged some of the social assistant type things. Mm -hmm. Other than Brown, like legislating an actual reduction or a wage freeze or something like that, which is unsustainable. I don't know what he does. He's hinted that he wants to essentially tear up contracts, which is um, which is what the gas plant thing was all about. It's like. Uh, uh, Jonathan, <laughs> quickly, quickly review the gas plant thing that I'm talking well, about. I worked in the premier's office when some of that was going down, and let me tell you, if you uh, if you think tearing up contracts with these multinational companies when they're halfway through building infrastructure is not going to cost you money, well, I have you know the gray hair on Brian Clow's head to sell you. It doesn't. <laughs> 
gray hair. Don't tell him I said that. But you know what? I, like we've the gas plants cost something like a billion dollars in penalties to get out of, plus the the sunk costs over, or billion, the billion dollars includes sunk costs and penalties over a period of decades. But like. He wants to do this to other projects? Yeah, which is, like, the least... It's the least conservative thing I've ever heard of. Like, you're going to tear up the contracts right. and then go and then send the province th- further into debt, which is, like, the thing that you... You know, balancing the budget is, like, this, like... It's, like, this holy grail of... Of... Uh, of... Of conservative politics in Canada, at least. It's like, oh, we have to balance the budget. The budget, it, it has to be balanced, like, over everything. This is and this is a bit of a weird rabbit's hole to go down, but um, I'm I'm not wild about the premier's decision to do the partial privatization of Hydro One, but you know she made a decision that she could unlock a lot of money, billions of dollars to put into transit if she sold shares in Hydro One. Mm-hmm. Um, the NDP is obviously against it because they think you know essentially Crown Corporation should stay as national assets. The conservatives, though, are in this weird boat where they're saying, by selling Hydro One, prices might go up. And it's the liberals who are saying, well, actually, like, I thought private sector discipline and efficiency was something conservatives touted as a way to reduce costs. So I don't know, like, Patrick Brown is pretty infamous for, you know, he was a social conservative who was anti-choice, anti-same-sex marriage, um, anti like LGBT rights generally when he was a Stephen Harper backbencher. He was all over the map in terms of climate change and pollution pricing. I think he's had four or five different positions there. He was consistent that electricity rates were too high. They needed to come down, that it was hurting people's pocketbooks and hampering business. And then the premier tells him, four months ago, I'm going to do something about it. And the day she does it, it's like they were caught with their pants down. I just yeah, it's I real don't lack get of, it. Real lack of political yeah. foresight there. To your point about privatizing Hydro One, it's like, it's like yeah, like that sounds like something you would do, you know? The uh, conservatives, or, yeah. I mean, yeah. they wanted to yeah. when they were in government last time. I guess the thing I was going to say, too, is Justin Trudeau was accused of, like, holding his fire policy-wise, and he, he'd make kind of these notional principle-based speeches and not actually have any real substantive policy, with, with some exceptions, up until maybe like four or five months before the campaign. This isn't that. You know what I mean? Like, hydro rates became the number one issue in Ontario. They were like an overwhelming um, open wound in the government's back. Mm-hmm. And Brown said it's his number one issue. If if there was such a single issue, Trudeau would have had a policy on it in the lead up to the last election. So I think there's this weird idea that um, Brown thought he should just hold his fire and wait closer to the election. But you don't do that so that the government can come in and eat your lunch. Um, Although um, the only time will tell as to whether or not for Patrick Brown that was an effective um, stance, if you know what I mean. Like, um, sure, he's not saying anything, but is anyone paying attention to him not saying anything? Like, oh, that's interesting. You yeah. know, um, and it's also funny if you're just you know speaking of the federal election. Um, it's funny how like um, election time can like make parties that are you know on the right do things that people on the left would do and vice versa. Yes, like, yeah. like Tom Mulcair was obsessed with balancing the budget in 2015. Uh, so, so I'll be interested to see what else Patrick Brown comes up with. 
the other thing I was going to mention is like Brown having nothing to say except we're going to look at contracts and maybe tear them up because I learned nothing from the gas plant scandal. Horvath, Andrea Horvath, the NDP leader, she came out three or four days before the premier with this. It was very Trump-esque. Like in the um, election campaign, Trump said, I have a secret plan to fight ISIS. It's to make the generals draw me up a plan to fight ISIS. So Horvath came out with a plan to like convene a table of experts and ask if Justin Trudeau would help out. Mm-hmm. Um, basically a Potemkin village version of policy making. But at least she was smart enough to put out to have something. This, yeah, it was the thinnest white paper ever, but at least she can say, well, I've got a plan. It's yeah, uh, you know, it's going to reduce hydro rates by 17 percent. Lo and behold, that's what the premier comes out and does, plus cuts, cuts the HST for 25 percent. Mm-hmm. But just weird. I like just to know weird. what people's actual opinion on this is like, um, like uh, I, I expect that like nobody is paying attention to this. Um, oh, I don't know. I think people are paying attention in the sense of like. Oh, she finally did something. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, for sure they have heard about the, I'm sure by now they have heard about the large hydro bill cut, but I mean like the, re, like, are they paying attention to the reaction of Andrea Horvath and Patrick Brown? Do they even care? Uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, doesn't, does it, will it matter in a few months? Well, I think it's dangerous for Brown because he's so unknown if um, even if it's just kind of percolating, like he's had to wear this idea that he's, you know, unprincipled, a career politician, a flip flopper for a year. If 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 he's now getting a reputation and I'm sorry to be so blunt, but a reputation for being dumb because some of these issues were a train wreck. And I don't think he is dumb. I think he's quite clever and he's really um, hardworking and kind of wily. But if if. People are talking like, okay, fine, yeah, win some, finally did something. And did you hear that the conservative what's-his-face guy was just a train wreck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and not everyone's going to say that, but that's dangerous if that gets out. Yeah. Because he's, he's not well-defined in the public mind. But so. maybe, but, you know, people are also forgiving, like, you know, if he doesn't, if he hasn't come up with something, like, now, like, you know, in a week or two or in a month or four months, like... I'll just be interested to see um, right. what people end up remembering, but yeah. um, ultimately, well, I think kind of ultimately stressed. I think that the premier has, um, like you know, she did something good. Like that was that that's what people needed. So I I wonder I wonder if it was enough to um, allow people to forgive her for the thing that she didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've kind of tripped into the the final third of what we wanted to talk about, which is what's next. We've really think... stumbled very ungracefully <laughs> into it, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, not unlike the premier into this policy announcement, quite oh. frankly. Woo! Um, no, but I mean, listen, she. I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. At the end of the day, we've talked about the politics, but this was ultimately going to reduce people's hydro rates in a way that's meaningful. It's not nothing to cut them by 25%. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly don't know what more a conservative leader can do. So what's next? Well, the, it has to pass the legislature. It'll be interesting to see if the opposition 
parties vote against this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people will start to see it take effect in time for the summer, you know, when your air conditioning or your pool or yeah. whatever, yeah. put pressure on your bills. The other thing, though, is um, I just think it's really interesting that uh, this HST cut is kind of lost in the shuffle because it's meant to reduce hydro rates. It's mm-hmm. not actually being seen as a $1.5 billion tax cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the conservatives don't want to focus on it because they obviously can't be seen to oppose cutting taxes. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, you'll have to explain for me and also other people, this is the 8% HST cut that yeah. was announced at the beginning of, of the year? Yeah. So, I mean, it's the provincial portion of the HST on your hydro bills has been cut. It's, you know... A, probably going to save $130 per household a year. Yeah. But ultimately, that's a tax cut, isn't it? It's you know, cutting it, a tax on your bill. It completely is. It's it's in the it, it's it's folded into the 25% general cut to the yeah. uh yeah. bill and uh, sorry to your hydro bill and then there's also a like almost full um like nixing of the global adjustment charge. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of like that's going to be the effect that people see. Then there's a lot more below the surface that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking with a journalist for a story about Canadian populism this afternoon, and he asked me, what do liberals have to do? And I said, well, it's one thing to fight the culture wars, but we also need our own populist message um, on economics. and. Trudeau in the last election had this effectively, right? Like the middle class tax cut, mm-hmm. the increase to childcare benefits. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if Wynn can get enough um, distance from people's anger over hydro and be able to say, well, listen, I actually reduced or at least stabilized your hydro bills. Mm-hmm. That 25% cut helped. Uh, tuition is going to be free for hundreds of thousands of students uh, this this September, mm-hmm. free tuition is a huge pocketbook mm-hmm. stress for moves. And then she's also said she's going to be building 100,000 childcare spaces and full-day kindergarten saves parents an estimated $6,500 a year already. Which is so, huge. Yeah. Yeah. It would be really interesting if these like slightly more complicated stories that she could tell about saving people money mm-hmm. are something that the Liberal Party can begin to advance. I mean, there's this reputation that the, you know, the Liberals are wasteful spenders or scandals or what have you. But there's actually a kind of an interesting counter story to that where it's like, well, do you have small kids? Do you have kids in university? Do you are you are you re- are you retiring or uh, uh, you know like th- people forget but Kathleen Wynne was a huge proponent of um, you know retirement security and Ooh, good point you know um, yeah that got folded into the um, you know broader federal plan um, when Justin Trudeau came into effect but she was gonna you know she was like ready to save the retirements of like the whole province before before Trudeau was elected when when they were you know at risk of um not being saved for um not being able to be saved for uh during the Harper years so right so I mean it's interesting I noticed up in Barrie uh Patrick Brown's uh hometown 
the Canadian Taxpayers Federation has taken out billboards criticizing him for proposing a carbon tax. It'll be really interesting if this hydro cut Mm -hmm. gives Kathleen Wynne enough um, good graces back with the public where Mm -hmm. there's there's going to be this weird jiu-jitsu where it's the liberals saying, well, here's how we've made your life more affordable with childcare or transit or pensions, as you mentioned, or free tuition. Mm -hmm. And Patrick Brown's actually the dude who wants to raise your taxes. And we've seen how many elections in a row where the conservatives blew it with a a policy that didn't have traction with the public. Well, that carbon tax, when has cap and trade, which is a more diffused system of costs, that, that might be a really interesting campaign if the conservative is the one pledging to raise taxes mm-hmm. and the liberals are, you know, they have this reputation for not being the best fiscal managers from scandal, but they've actually balanced the budget. They've now cut the HST on hydro bills. They've cut hydro bills, free tuition, more childcare, better transit. These are all things that have a real impact on affordability. Sounds good to me. I mean, like, it sounds like utopia. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a more nuanced argument and a story to tell, right? Because it's, it's not... But, I mean, not having to pay your kids' tuition this fall? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not so, that I would know personally, but, but yeah, tuition is expensive, <laughs> okay? So, I, I, we're looking really ahead now, but that's an interesting story to tell, and it'll be interesting, especially interesting to see if this hydro cut gives the liberals, I guess, the latitude to try and tell that story. Absolutely. Okay. Well, um, you want to leave it there, John? Yeah, we better wrap up, except I got to get the commercial in. Um, we're doing this podcast through the Looney Politics Broadcast Network, and Looney Politics uh, now has a lot of content, including my columns behind a paywall. But um, it's a very affordable paywall, and it's even more affordable if you use the promo code armchair uh, as an armchair quarterback's armchair as a promo code will save you 20% off a yearly subscription. So do us a favor as your friendly neighborhood podcast hosts and uh, subscribe to Looney Politics with that promo code. Yeah, and um, you know we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, you can uh, mention us. Uh, you can like reach us on Twitter. I'm at Tara T. Mahoney, and Jonathan is at J underscore Scott underscore. And we're at Armchair QB Pod. And, um, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Send us a tweet, or you can also send us, um, you know, send us, a, send us a voice memo or a video. We'd love to know what you think. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Realize that Tom Mulcair looks like the uh, the mayor from Gilmore Girls. <laughs>